A good day to you all, my friends. This is Pastor Christopher Alam at home in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I trust you and your household are doing well in God's blessings. We are on the subject of the call of God. And yesterday we kind of wound up my teaching on the apostle, the ministry of the apostle. Today we're going to talk about prophets, the ministry of the prophets. Now the apostles is the first one in the list of fivefold ministry gifts. And the second one is the prophet. So we're going to talk about the prophet, who a prophet is and what he does. And now, uh, the Reverend Kenneth e. Hagin. Now, Kenneth e. Hagin, uh, my spiritual father, he was, a, he was a prophet of God himself. And this is how he defined the ministry of a prophet. And this, this is really good. He says, a prophet is one who sees and knows things supernaturally because he has revelation gifts plus prophecy operating in his life and ministry. Now, the revelation gifts are, you know, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, there are three power gifts, which are uh, the um, gifts of healing and uh, uh, the gift of faith and the gift of working on miracles. Then you've got the three utterance gifts, which are the gift of speaking in diverse kinds of tongues and the gift of interpretation of tongues and the gift of prophecy. And the revelation gifts, they are the gifts that actually see something, see into the spirit world. And one is the gift of the discernment of spirits and the gift of the word of knowledge and the gift of the word of wisdom. So this is what uh, Brother Hagen said, that a prophet is one who sees and he knows things supernaturally. That means that, you know, there, there's a natural way you can know things by reading about or studying or observing things in your with your own eyes there's a natural way you know things but then there's a supernatural way of knowing things and that is when you don't know things in the natural but the holy spirit chooses to reveal them to you totally supernaturally without you having any natural knowledge of those things so so what he says is that a prophet is one who knows and sees things supernaturally because he has the revelation gifts that is the word of knowledge word of wisdom discernment of spirits plus prophecy operating in his life and ministry then he said to constitute the office of a prophet a man is first of all a minister he has the calling of god on his life secondly uh, second he has to have at least two of the revelation gifts plus prophecy operating in his ministry. He has the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and of discerning of spirits. Okay, now, this is a definition of the ministry of the prophet. Now, let's look at some scriptures. Acts chapter 13, 1 to 3. Now, this is, here we see prophets in the church, in the New Testament church. It says, now there were in the church that was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers. So here it says in the church in Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. So uh, there's, there's several things here. The first thing to notice is that, you know, there's a list of men here and, and I'm going to go through this list because it names the prophets and the teachers who were there. Uh, the first thing is that it doesn't tell us who the prophets were and who the teachers were. So there's this list. But it doesn't tell us, the scripture doesn't tell us which ones of these were prophets and which ones of these were teachers. But what we do see is that in the church, 
there were several prophets and several teachers. So it wasn't just one teacher and one prophet, but there were several teachers and several prophets in the church in Antioch. Okay. Now, the other thing is that we also see that prophets uh, should actually be part of a local church. They should be part of a local church. And that's what they were here because many people think prophets operate outside the local church. This is not true. Prophets of okay they can operate anywhere they want uh, anywhere God leads them to but primarily they're in the local church and so and so it is with teachers traveling teachers be part of a local church so whoever you are whatever your ministries make sure you're always part of a local church don't be independent of or outside of a local church but anyway the point is now they were in the church which was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers and here are the names first was Barnab Barnabas and the second was Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manaen who then he says which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul okay uh, so there were five teachers and prophets in the church the first was Barnabas <coughs> the second was Simeon, third was Lucius, the fourth was Manan, and the fifth one was Saul. Now, they were in the church together. There were these five teachers and prophets. Now, interesting, just a little bit of trivia here. Many biblical translations, uh, translators, they describe Manan as Herod's foster brother, or as his lifelong friend. This is interesting. This prophet or teacher called Manayan, actually in Hebrew, that's the same name as Menachem. You probably heard the name Menachem. His name was Menachem, but in the Greek it's Menayan. This man, Menachem or, or, or Menayan, he was, had been brought up with Herod. So some translators say that he was Herod's, Herod's foster brother. Others say that he was his lifelong friend, very close friend. Anyway, so it says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. So these five teachers and prophets, they were fasting and ministering to the Lord. The Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. So the Holy Spirit said to these prophets and teachers, separate Barnabas and Paul to the work to which I have called them. And then it says, and when they had fasted and prayed, this is interesting. They were fasting and praying and the Lord spoke to them. And after the Lord spoke to them, they went back to fasting and praying. So this is very interesting. They were seeking the Lord. They were fasting and praying. And the Lord spoke to them, separate Barnabas and Paul to the work I have called you. And uh, and then what happened is that uh, after the Lord had said, they fasted and prayed again. Then they laid hands on Barnabas and Paul and sent them away. Now, interestingly, this is when Paul and Barnabas became apostles. So they were originally not apostles, but they were either prophets or teachers who were in the church of Antioch. And when all the prophets and teachers in that church were, were fasting and praying, 
the Holy Ghost spoke to them and said to them, separate Paul and Barnabas to the ministry I have called them to. And then they fasted and prayed again. Then they laid hands on Paul and Barnabas and separated them. And that was the point when Paul and Barnabas were no longer teachers and 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 and, and prophets, but they became apostles. It's interesting how even a ministry can change, a ministry gift can change. And sometimes people can stand in two of these offices together. I don't know. It's up to God's will how he wills it. But we, we see here how you can be a prophet and the next thing you know, God makes you an apostle. And that's what happened. Now, the other thing we see here, we also see in the scripture, this is also a piece of trivia, but it's important. We also see prophets and teachers seeking God together. Prophets, I mean, you think prophets and teachers are as far apart from each other. I mean, they're two very, very vastly different ministries, but they were seeking God together. And then especially teachers operating outside of what people would stereotype a teacher's role to be. Some people, you know, they have these, they, they like to pull people and put people in boxes. So I know somebody, I know people said about me, oh, he's an evangelist. What business does he have teaching? How, why, why, why should he teach? He knows nothing. He's an evangelist. How do you know? We minister according to the grace that God has given us. So you can't put God and his gifts in a box. God, God gifts and anoints people to do different things and he uses them in whatever way he uses. So you can imagine here you have teachers. And what they are doing, they are alongside the prophets, seeking God and fasting. And God speaks to them along with the prophets to separate these two as apostles. So here we see teachers operating outside what people would stereotype their role to be. People have a certain idea. A teacher should only teach. That's it. That's all he should do. He should teach. But here God is moving in them and the Holy Spirit moves in them when they're fasting and praying to separate a couple of men to be apostles. So what I'm saying is that never limited what God can do through people. Look, when I first started, I started as an evangelist and I was an evangelist and I did well as an evangelist. Then I taught at a Bible college for four years and I think I did well. My students were blessed. They loved me. Everybody thought I was a good teacher. I taught. And then since that time, I have planned churches. I have uh, trained pastors. I have done a lot of things. But everything I have done, it is not because somebody has put me in a box and told me, this is who you are. This is what you are, Christopher. This is the label we put on you and you stick with this. No, I have made, I made myself available to the Lord and I have been used by God in whatever capacity the Father has chosen to use me. I have always said, Lord, here I am. I may not be the best, but I am available and use me. And that is how God uses you. So never let anyone ever put you in a box, okay? So anyway, so this is, here we see, here we see prophets in action. So in the church in Antioch, there are prophets and there's teachers and they are praying together. And, uh, and as they are praying together, the Holy Ghost speaks to them. 
Because that's what it's all about. The Holy Ghost speaking to people, telling them to separate Paul and Barnabas to the ministry God had called them to. Okay, in Acts chapter 21, verses 8 to 11. And the next day, we that were of Paul's company, Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea. And we entered into the house of Philip the evangelist, and the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. Okay, so he, he said that they, they, they came to the house of Philip the evangelist, and Philip the evangelist had four young daughters, and these daughters prophesied. Okay, it says that the girls prophesied. Then it says, as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus, and when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle or belt and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews in Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle or belt and shall deliver him into the hand of the Gentiles. Now, there's several things here. Firstly, we see these four girls who could prophesy. And then we see a prophet, which tells us that to prophesy or to have the gift of prophecy is not the same as being a prophet. Just because you prophesy or you operate in the gift of prophecy does not mean you're a prophet. I prophesy and not all the time, but often the spirit moves on me and I have prophesied over individuals. I have prophesied over congregations and my, the word I have spoken has been true, but that does not make me a prophet. So I want you to understand this, that the, that's the first thing. So the Philip the evangelist, his daughters prophesied, but they were not prophetesses. The prophet was Agabus who came. Who, who came down from Judea, okay? So, <clears throat> firstly, to prophesy and to be a prophet are two different things. Secondly, a prophet sees into the spirit and speaks what God shows him and tells him to say. Now, when a prophet sees into the realm of the spirit, he sees things, but it does not mean that he should speak out everything he sees, but he speaks out that which God wants him to see. And that's what Agabus saw. He came and he looked at Paul and the Lord showed him exactly what would happen. And he took up Paul's belt and tied his own, hand, own hands. And he said, this is what the Jews will do to the owner of this belt and hand him over to the Gentiles. So a prophet speaks what God directs him to speak out of what, what he sees in the spirit. Thirdly, the simple gift of prophecy. This is what it is. It is defined best by the apostle Paul. So I want you to understand the difference between a prophet and the gift of prophecy. The simple gift of prophecy is defined best by apostle, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 14.3. He says, For he who prophesieth, that means the gift of prophecy, he who prophesies speaks unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. He who prophesies speaks unto men to, edi to edification, 
to exhortation and to comfort. Now, what does that mean? Well, I'm going to read it to you in the Amplified so you understand what that means. It says, but on the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to men for their upbuilding and constructive spiritual progress. That's what it means, edification. Edification means to build up and bring spiritual progress. So the one who prophesies, he speaks to men for their upbuilding and constructive spiritual progress and encouragement and consolation. So that means to build people up spiritually and secondly, to encourage people and to console people, to give them consolation in the time of difficulties and loss. So uh, that is the simple gift of prophecy. A person who prophesies speaks to men for their upbuilding and constructive spiritual progress. He speaks to them for their encouragement and he speaks to them for their consolation. Whereas a prophet, he can prophesy. Yes, he prophesies, but he mainly sees into the spirit world and he speaks, he sees into the spirit and speaks what God shows him and what God tells him to say. And that's what Agabus did. Agabus came to the house where, where uh, Paul was, looked at Paul, and this is what the Lord showed him. He took up Paul's belt and tied his own hands and said, this is what the Jews will do to the owner of this belt. He spoke out of what he saw. Okay, so now the next thing is, here's the, here's the tricky part. <coughs> I'm sorry. Of the fivefold ministry gifts, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, the prophet is the only ministry gift found both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So you will not find any apostles or any evangelists or any teachers or pastors in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, you will find the prophet. So there are Old Testament prophets and New Testament prophets. But the, the biggest thing they have, the biggest similarity they have is in name. They are both called a prophet, but, uh, but they are not, they don't necessarily do the same thing. I mean, a New Testament prophet does not operate under the same premises as an Old Testament prophet. An Old Testament prophet was like a seer. He, he used to mostly <coughs> foretell things. He, he was a foreteller. That was the main thing, you know. So the king would ask the prophet. He said, what do you think will happen? I go to battle. And he says, this thus says the Lord. This is what's going to happen. So a, new, a big part of the Old Testament prophet's job was foretelling. But... In the New Testament prophet, his job is not so much foretelling as it is forth telling. He does see in the spirit, but he speaks forth things. This is what the Lord is saying to the church, or this is what the Lord is saying to you. So this is a significant difference between the Old Testament prophet and the New Testament prophet. Now, and Old Testament is another difference. The, another difference is that the Old Testament prophet, he pretty much operated on his own. 
he was on his own. Many times we read about the prophets. These prophets were loners. Read about Isaiah and Jeremiah and all these old prophets. They, are, they were loners. They operated on their own. The Old Testament prophet went around and he prophesied. And he would stand before the king, uh, king and he would say, this is what the Lord is saying to you. And then he would go to the next place and to the next place. Now, interestingly, whenever we read about Old Testament prophets standing before kings, the kings also had false prophets. And these false prophets were normally prophets who would say the things that the kings wanted to hear. He would say things that the kings wanted to hear. And, uh, and we, we, we see that today. We see false prophets and, and most false prophets in America, they operate within the realms of politics. They're beholden to a certain political party and they will say what, uh, you know, things that are political, things that are nationalist, and they will not speak the truth. They will not say the hard truths. There's very few prophets genuine prophets who speak the hard truths they won't these people go around and they butter around and they butter people up and they're psychophants basically and they call themselves prophets and they prophesy and they say things that uh, that these politicians want to hear and so in the old testament the kings had his own psychophant prophets and they were false prophets and when the king would seek their wisdom and they would say, they would rubber stamp everything. Oh, king, go to war. The Lord is with you. And even though the Lord was not with them. And we see that several times in the Bible when that happened, when the prophet of God would come and stand before the king and he would speak some hard truths. These false prophets would get mad because they had been saying the opposite. So, but here's the thing, the Old Testament prophet, whenever you read about a genuine Old Testament prophet, you see they don't hang around the king's courts. They don't hang around, uh, uh, you know, people they want to butter up. They mostly operated on their own. The prophet would go around and prophesy. He would speak the word of the Lord and he was not accountable to anybody. There was nothing, no body around him that he was accountable to. God had given him a calling and the gift and he would go around with it. But what he was accountable to was this. If his word did not come to pass, he was stoned to death. So that's what the Bible says. If an Old Testament prophet prophesies and because they were foretelling things and the prophet would say, oh, thus says the Lord, this is going to happen. And it did not happen. The Bible says they should be stoned to death. So that's the Old Testament prophet. Now, the New Testament prophet is very different. The New Testament prophet is one of the five ministry gifts. He's, he's not just one a single guy out there on his own. But he is one of the five ministry gifts that are given to the church. So the Old Testament prophet was sent by God to prophesy. The New Testament prophet isn't just sent by God to prophesy, but he's a gift of God to the church. You must remember that the fivefold ministry gifts they are not titles, but they are gifts to God. So an apostle is a gift of God to the church. A prophet is a, these are people. These are not gifts. The people are the gifts. If you understand what I mean, the prophet is a gift of God to the church. The evangelist is a gift of God to the local church. 
the 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 teach the pastor is a gift of god to the church and the teacher is a gift of god to the church so in the, in the old testament the prophet was a loner he was on his own did his own thing but in the new testament the prophet is totally different as i said before just the title is the same but they're different firstly he is one of five ministry gifts there are five ministry gifts uh, apostle prophet evangelist pastor teacher and the prophet is just one of the ministry gifts the second thing is that he's not just sent out to prophesy but he is one of god's gifts to the church and he's not even the primary one the primary gift is the apostle then the prophet is also accountable to the local church like all the other ministry gifts apostles prophets evangelists pastors teachers they are all all um accountable to the local church that is why i always say whether you're an apostle pastor teacher evangelist whatever you are you should be accountable to the local church you should be accountable to a pastor and to the local church the local church should send you out just like paul and barnabas were apostles they were sent out from the church in antioch if you're in the fivefold ministry gifts even if you're a prophet or an apostle the church should send you out and you should be accountable to the church that sends you out accountable in when it comes to your doctrine accountable in what you teach what you preach accountable when it comes to your marriage your family how you live your life accountable when it comes to your finances how you handle money on all these things all these areas if you're a prophet or an apostle for that matter or any other ministry gift you have to be accountable to the local church okay now here is a huge mistake people make a huge mistake is when new testament prophets begin to act as if they are in an old testament context what i'm trying to say is that you see here's the thing in the new testament there's only two places in the entire new testament we know that there there are prophets who are one of the fivefold ministry gifts but there's only two places where we see prophets uh in action and one is when um, when those teachers and prophets in the church in antioch prayed and the holy spirit spoke to them to release paul and barnabas unto whatever god has called them to do to be apostles and the second place we read when agabus prophesied over Paul those are the only two examples we have so because of this lack of examples what uh, you know of the operation of the ministry of a prophet the the mistake that people make is that they tend to revert the to the old testament so you've got people who are who are living in new testament times and they try to be like old testament prophets in other words they are not accountable to anyone they are going here going there and they are prophesying this prophesying that and they are not accountable to the local body they are not under any pastor they are not operating in conjunctions with the apostles with the evangelists the teachers and the pastors but they are solo artists as i like to say doing their own thing on their own and it is wrong it is wrong because they are not old testament prophets they are new testament prophets but for for whatever reason they are trying to operate as if they were in an old testament context which they are not they are in a new testament context and what this does this results in mess ups and confusions and misunderstandings 
concerning modern day prophets and of all the fivefold ministry gifts uh, i would say this that there are genuine prophets but because of this mess up of people who have a genuine call of god on their lives believe me they're genuinely called called by god but because of this they don't understand how a new testament prophet should operate they try to operate in an old testament prophet and they end up creating a big mess and that is why those so called prophets in the churches today they uh, are to blame for more confusion than any other ministries everybody makes mistakes but these so called prophets have created a royal mess wherever they go because because of the very fact it's not that their gift is not genuine but the problem is that they they think they are operating in an old testament context so they are trying to be like an old testament prophet which they are not they are new testament prophets and they should operate in the context of the body of christ be accountable to the local body and be part of a local church under pastor plus whatever you do you do it together with with the other four ministry gifts and that is when the ministry of the prophets find it finds its right place its right context and this the this wonderful gift that god has given to the church the prophet can come into full bloom and and bear much fruit to the glory of god that benefits the church and benefits god's people praise god anyway let's stop right here and tomorrow i'm going to talk about the evangelists but let's let's have a word of prayer father in the name of jesus i pray for my brothers and sisters thank you for your hand upon all of us use us mightily for your glory father i pray for the families here those who have any health problems issues at home meet every need they have father bless them in the name of jesus amen well god bless you and i will be seeing you again tomorrow